something good out of there. <laughs> I like the mindset. We're back, boys. Episode 3, September 16th. We are live. Thursday Night Football is happening right now while we're recording. Go grab a beer. Let's go here for some football, huh? I'm Buck. I'm here with Pook. And I'm here with Philly Philly. Let's go, boys. Looking forward to a good Thursday night here. I still can't believe football's back. I'm just, this is great. This is, uh, I'm ready. We got some football on right now. Like, I never thought this would, this would be here. You know? Week one's over. Week two starts now. And what a week one it was. It could have been any better unless the Jags were taking home a victory. But, wow, we saw some shootouts. We saw some of those fantasy points fly. And let's see an explosive week two. Yeah, uh, I'd like just a little comeback from my boys. I know, Pooks, you'd probably like a little comeback from your boys. Oh, yeah. The pack sucked. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But, uh, fuck these Broncos, am I right? Fuck these Broncos coming up this week. Fuck the Lions. Mm-hmm. Billy, who are the Eagles playing? It don't matter. We're going to get that dub, baby. <laughs> Keep the street going. I hop on the Hurts hype train, baby. All right, let's, uh, let's get into some fantasy news. This really wasn't much. Um, some small news. Devontae Freeman has been activated off the practice squad. If you're holding on to Le'Veon Bell, go ahead and drop him. I don't think Freeman's worth, a whole, uh, worth an ad ER, worth holding either. He's... Probably not going to do much. If anything, I think this kind of secures a spot for uh, secures the leading roles to Williams and for Latavius. Uh, the 49ers signed Carrion Johnson and Trenton Cannon to their running back squad. Injury rows keep uh, just hitting them hard. They're looking for running backs. We've seen this with Shanahan before. He'll have a carousel if you go back there. Uh, classic, classic San San Fran lineup. They need four to five running backs because they always get hurt. I'm not worried about it though. They got. Bum knees carry on Johnson and Trenton can. You know what? That tells me they got confidence in their guy, Elijah Mitchell, and they're comfortable with Trey Sermon as well. Yeah, Pook, I was gonna I wanted to bring that up because uh as, as somebody way overpaid on Fab for Elijah Mitchell, um are you worried about Carrion Johnson and Trent Can? I mean, not that I'd be worried, but like good luck guessing who to start. I'm not worried about it at all. You know, uh one of the things that made that Shanahan offense click, one of the things he really liked about Raheem Mostert was his speed. If we're talking about a speedy running back, that's Elijah Mitchell. He's the speedier of the two between him and Trey Sermon. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I would say I way overpaid on Fab. I mean, it was five bucks way overpaying. If you're well, in the- uh, ahead, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, the 49ers offense, uh, Elijah Mitchell, $40. Pook over here spent 90% of his Fab after week one. Uh, I mean, good luck, man. Good luck if you make it to the playoffs with $0. The way I look at it is the fact that they're signing these boys off the streets, it means they're a little worried about Elijah back there. If Nothing they if they were about. secure and they knew this was their guy, they wouldn't be signing these boys off the street. The, wor- the worst part of the fab is when you go in there and look, who bidded next, right? Like when you see Puka on the list of bidding $20 for Kenneth Gainwell. That was a rough one, and no one else bid on him at all. I mean, that's 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 just brutal. But that was a rough one. I was I was I was desperate for a running back. Uh, I didn't know if I was gonna get Elijah Mitchell. I thought I might have been outbid. I got him by just four dollars. Was the next highest bid. Uh, may have gone a little too hard for Gainwell, but you know I think Gainwell's a good guy. I think he's uh he added to the the depth I need I needed. So you know in an auction league, sometimes you go hard for your guys on your starting lineup, and you're left with a little a little auction budget for your bench. So. If you need to, go ahead and get get a little uh, a little bench depth in week one off waivers. Yeah, I agree that you're you're not going to get better pickups off the waiver than you will off week one. Is generally kind of how it works. So I mean, I, I get that, and we'll talk a little more about Mitchell later. Uh, last little bit of news: uh, congratulations, Josh Gordon. Uh, this is your sixth reinstatement in the league. 
I, maybe they'll allow weed smoking before you stop smoking it. I don't really know what the hell's happening. But Josh Gordon's back. Maybe he goes to the Seahawks. Who knows? But uh, just keep an eye out for that boy. Oh, don't hate on the boy. Here's what we do he's know. Get, he, he, week one, he's, he's getting talented. a touchdown. He's Every time he gets reinstated, he comes back. And week one, somehow he gets a fucking touchdown. So week one, watch out for him. Can you believe that was the Seahawks had was, was him, Lockett, Metcalf? Was AB on that team too at this all at the same time? Mm, I don't think AB was, was it AB. Him. Was, I think they were interested in him, still, but they had Gordon. That's a he's, he could he could definitely add some depth to it, like a nice depth piece to any team. Um, all right, well that's the end of the fantasy. Let's get to the the first subject I want to talk to. We're gonna do a little uh, overrated, underrated, overreactions to Week One. Um, so I'm gonna start with some overrated, uh, some team that I think is overrated after Week One. Uh, Ravens. Uh, week one, they, I mean, they lost to the Raiders. They didn't look good. Lamar fumbled three times. They don't look like they have any passing game. I, I don't know. This team looks overrated to me. I, I don't know what to say besides that. You guys have any, any thoughts? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the fact that they lost to the Raiders in general, I think the Raiders were pretty uh, ugly coming into the season. So the fact that it even went to overtime and then they had an opportunity to kind of go down and get some points and kind of uh, continue the overtime, and they failed to do that. It was kind of whack. Uh, the, I think the run game and all the injuries are kind of adding up, and uh, it's going to be a rough season for them. Lamar, Lamar's looking like Daniel, Daniel Jones out there. You just can't hold on to the ball. How, how are you supposed to play with that? I don't know. He's a speedy guy, though. I, I, I would say that there's no one I like more. Uh, I, I enjoy more watching uh, since Vic than Lamar Jackson. What he can do back there, the way he can move in open field is ridiculous and I haven't it. seen anything like it. But it. that's why this is an overreaction to week one and we'll see what, see how it plays out. Shallow, give me your overrated team. Uh, week one, I think the Cardinals, I'm not buying the hype. Uh, I've seen it before from Kyler. Um, he kind of comes out hot and he has these big games, but then uh, next couple weeks, there's nothing to see from him. Um, on top of that, Kyler runs the ball a lot. He's kind of reckless with it. And he, he does do a good job of sliding, I will say, from his baseball background. He does do a good job sliding. But uh, I do worry about those injuries. And uh, Chandler Jones is not going to be doing that every week, week in and week out. He uh, slaughtered that, that left tackle, uh, made him his bitch. And, and it was just... It's unreal. So he's he's on pace right now for about eighty sacks. Eighty five um, sacks. I, I I would say if I put my money on it, he he, he the under is going to hit on that one. He's not keeping that Let up. Let me just say this, and I think Pook, you'll agree with me. Ch- or, uh, Philly, you're out of your damn fucking mind. Like you're you're crazy. This Cardinals team is legit. Oh yeah. So I, let's talk about Kyler Murray for a second. You let's said talk had, about him. You said he had he had some down ticks last year. The only time Kyler Murray. Stopped being a QB1 in fantasy. I'm talking about the QB1 in fantasy is after he injured his shoulder. After that, he still put up big weeks here and there, but there was a significant uh, you know, drop in production. I think if that guy stays healthy, we are going to see an unbelievable season for the Cardinals. Not only for the offense, but their defense. Oh my gosh, what they have? Like six sacks last week? That's unbelievable. Five so, from, Ka- from Chandler? Yep. Yeah, you know what? He could put up some more this week. We'll see. But I think uh, I think this Cardinals team, they're legit. I think they're going to be contenders. Uh, I don't think they're overrated, but I think uh, I think keep an eye on them for sure. What do you guys say, Buck? 
Let's hear, let's hear you. Because all I gotta, I all I gotta say crazy. to that, you're fucking crazy. All I gotta say to that is, what did I mention? I mentioned injuries, and he said the only time he was bad last year was coming off his shoulder injury. You know, I, he slides, he runs, he I, is reckless. He is a little puny little bitch. Yeah, and as someone, <laughs> he is small as hell. I might be a little biased because as someone else who gets just made fun of for being short, Kyle is represented for the boys. Like, no. this is a little man <laughs> out there <laughs> running <laughs> around, throwing five touchdowns. If, if he can do it, I mean, come on. like Understandable. This, but, all right, this, this is why it's an overreaction, though. You know, we're reacting. I mean, they won, but it's okay. Hey, we'll talk next week. We'll talk. We'll see how and they we'll do. See. We'll see how they do. Pooks, let's Pooks, see what do you got for us? So I think the Bills are going to be my pick for overrated. Given they didn't win last week, but no. I think they're just overrated coming into the season. And here's why. So we look at Josh Allen last year. He was doing amazing, amazing things. That could have been the best season of his career, if we think about it. Like, legitimately, the amount of touchdowns he was throwing, the amount of yards he was rushing for, he was killing it. I'm thinking about another quarterback who had a season like that. Actually had an MVP campaign. I'm thinking about Lamar Jackson. And then what happened onto him? What happened to him the season after he uh, he was named starter? The defenses started to figure him out. And I think the same thing's going to happen with these Bills here. So I know Josh Allen has a much better arm. He's a better passer than Lamar Jackson is. But the Bills' run game isn't as good as the Ravens' is. And the, Bill, and the Bills really only have their passing game to, to lean on. I, Singletary did pretty good in week one. But do we really think Devin Singletary is going to be the guy to carry that, this run game? I don't think so. I think Josh Allen, he's going to he's gonna end up having his top wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, locked up in these games. They're going to double him. They're going to have someone maybe shadowing Josh Allen, watch him running. I think they're going to figure him out, and I think this Bills offense is going to stall. Respectable pick, respectable pick. But you have to understand, Zach Moss was not out there last week. Mm-hmm. That's the, the counter to their one-two punch. He was an active. Uh, that was a coach's decision to yeah, be Healthy active. scratch. Healthy scratch. Healthy scratch, but... I still think that he will be kind of the 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 one B to the one A of Singletary. They need that back there. And Josh said in his interview, I said it last episode, he was ready for the big plays. He was overthinking things, and he was not taking the the safe uh, underneath routes all game. So I I think that will continue. I think he'll get a little smarter. I think he was buying into his own hype. Everyone, everyone and their mother thought he was the next Mahomes after last season. And sometimes you just get a little ahead of yourself. Was it a you fluke? Get a little you don't ahead. think last year was a fluke? I, I do not think at all. I think this guy's the real deal. This guy has a cannon. He can move within that pocket. And if he gets a little smarter with the ball, he's got weapons. We'll see. He didn't have I th- a bad I think day. I mean, 270 yards throwing, one TD, one pick. You don't want to take that pick back, but – wasn't a bad day uh, against a good defense, you know. We'll, you know, we we could see we could see him take a step and forward. I, I, for me, like I mean, I I do think you're crazy, similar to Philly, but more importantly, I think that the Steelers' defense is a lot better than we give we give them a lot of credit. But that defense is is nice. Like, I mean, I mean, nice. So I, I think that one had more to play with his performance than anything. But I mean, we'll see what happens next week, right? We'll see. Um, all right, let's talk about some teams we think are underrated after Week One, right? Or Philly Philly, you want to start us off? I'll start us off. We got a little Raiders. Raiders. I think they're a little underrated. Although, the first drive I did see about nine out of the first ten passes to Darren Waller. I think there's nothing easier than guarding that. 
But I think the the one-two punch of Kendrick Drake and Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, Carr's getting a little comfortable back there. He's got some weapons at wide receiver. Um, I think Ruggs is going to finally come into his own. Once, once Derek Carr finally realizes that he doesn't only have to stare at Waller the whole time, he can look <laughs> no, but why over go, the field. Why go somewhere else? Like, why, <laughs> honestly, honestly, why go somewhere else? Like, I mean, at the same time, he was he he was ten for nineteen. That, that that's I, not very productive. That, some that, of those throws, that's that's barely over fifty percent. You know, so so he's pushing it. He's reaching. He's forcing balls in there. And he should be looking at rugs, flanking down the field, trust the speed, and just throw him deep. What about that crazy, uh, crazy bomb to Brian Edwards? Do we get Z- this Zay guy Jones. more? Involved? Zay Jones. Oh, he hit Brian Edwards too. Oh, okay. I was talking about the game-winning touchdown to Zay Jones. No, I'm talking about the bomb yeah. that, that yeah. put him Brian, within the five-yard line. You're talking that about T.O. That adds T.O. Brian Edwards, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's John Gruden, so that's T.O. out there. That that adds to my argument. Keep continuing. You continue on. But, yeah, Brian Edwards, another one we've seen in the offseason breakout. He's been a big name we've heard about. Like they've said, Gruden is all over him. He's in love with him. And the combination of those two with Waller and that backfield, um, I would be a little concerned or, or worried about playing against them. The defense is the concern. And it always will be, so we'll see how that plays out. But I think the Raiders offensively and in general are, are underrated. I don't mean to interject here, but Daniel Jones just threw what, his third pick of the season, game two, his second pick. I mean, Washington defense. Yeah, Washington defense. Pook, let's hear your, your, uh, your underrated team. He didn't. So for me, I had the Cleveland Browns. You see, with these Browns, we have a phenomenal one-two punch and – Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt coming out of the backfield. Probably the best in the league. I think that's uh, undebatable right there. Not only that, Jarvis Landry looked pretty darn good this, uh, this past Sunday. He ran one in. He had some good catches. And not to mention, Odell Beckham's still not back to the team. We could still see more of Odell Beckham. He could go on to have a good season. I know it's been a while, but he's been injured for the past couple of years. He has a healthy season. We could see definitely a little bit more production there. And not only that, but Baker Mayfield in the second half of last season really started to understand the playbook and really started to push the ball down the field, have himself a good season. I think, uh, you know, he keeps doing that this year. The Browns could really be a force to be reckoned with. Buck? Uh, actually, a Philly Philly would come in. I I don't often agree with you as a Jag fan and mm. just kind of delusional a little bit. Uh, I don't often agree with you, but I think the Browns, they are definitely one of those teams. I think... Baker is kind of finally coming into his own. Once he gets OBJ back um, to complement Landry with that backfield, um, it will be interesting to see see those boys and that offense kind of kind of match the defensive pressure that I, they've I hate, always had. I hate agreeing with this pick just because I hate like this. The Browns are gonna Brown like. Uh, I don't. The Browns this, are gonna Brown. They're gonna. They're, if they make playoffs, they're losing the first. Well, they league. gotta play. The Browns are they gonna always brown have all to, over the rest of the league. The problem <laughs> is the Browns always have to compete with the, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They'll always be the younger brother to the Chiefs. You, you, you always got to get through the Chiefs, and that's their kryptonite. I, the, the Browns are gonna have less wins than Baker will have progressive commercials. Like that's a guarantee. 
Oh, I mean, there's only 17 games in the season. <laughs> oh, they overpaid for those commercials. <laughs> they bought them in bulk. They gave them a five-year contract. They bought them in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> let me just want to start before I give my under a team by saying, oh, I'm an idiot, and I was watching a highlight of this game, and there was no pick thrown, so if you heard me say that, it's fucking dumbass. that Daniel Jones, he's still really good. We he got a little him. sneaker. He's not throwing picks. A little sneaker out there. Washington offense is looking suspect. Two really sus. straight punts. Heine might need a real Heineken out there. <laughs> I'm going to give my uh, my underrated team for the year. We're, we're going to talk about the Titans. Everyone's talking about, I mean, the team, the, everyone's talking about how bad the Packers were, and they're talking about how bad the Titans were. The Titans looked atrocious, but this team has talent. They have an O-line. They have one of the best rushers in the league, pure rushers in Derrick Henry. They've got two all-star receivers in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. They've got... Eh, whatever talent a tight end but I mean this team they're built to win they've got a solid defense um, a great head coach I, I think this team has got a lot of things uh, greener pastures ahead I think we can't just we can't look at week one and think that's the Titans for the year so I'm sorry you're talking about the Tennessee Titans offensive line that led up six sacks there was two fumbles recovered on them and an interception. You're telling me that offensive line is going to let old man Henry, because I'm telling you, old man Henry, he's old now, he's out the door, is going to be a contender this year? All right, I, I got I to gotta cut you off. I don't uh, this jag so by his fans. Old so man Derrick Henry. Back. When I was in high school, I watched Derrick Henry in high school run all over our high school team. At 6'4", ran 327 yards on our high school team, probably on about 15 carries, straight up the goal line. You're talking about old Henry. And then you're going to talk about Tennessee. You, 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 this, this Tennessee team gets to play the easiest schedule in the world. They get to play scared-ass Wentz. And then dysfunctional Houston on top of... The Jacksonville Jaguars. What is twice well, a year? Before you go again, though, twice gonna, a year. You're talking about a guy who had back-to-back 2,000-yard season. That, like Henry is not showing signs of slowing down at all. And I know last week was bad. Taylor Lewan already apologized. He even oh, thanked, he even thanked Chandler Jones. I mean, listen, these guys are going to learn. It's week one. We can't base the whole season off. Of it. I'm telling you, like when when you get a new shiny uh, toy, when you, when you get back. a new shiny toy, a new shiny toy like Julio. You feel obligated to pass. You can't. Force the pass. You don't understand the bread and butter is Derrick Henry. Do the workhorse, compare, you feed Derek, that man, and you Derek pass. This guy's got arthritis, degenerative arthritis in his knee. There's a reason that these running backs that get this amount of workload, this amount of carries, they just break down, and it happens. I say old man. I guess we're technically old man if, old men if we're, we're talking about him. him but I'm pretty sure we're saying old, old for the NFL. He's, he's 27, I think. I believe he's 27 years old. All right, so is Shell. So is Philly. Yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's younger than that. I think he's 25 or 26, but the fair enough. The running back is 24. Um, he's on his way out. 24. No, no. When when 26 when people like when, when Derrick Henry was coming when Derrick Henry was coming out of the league, he came out of the league at 22 or 23. Yeah, people were respectfully doing three or four years in the league, and they come out as a grown man. And they manhandle these boys like he's been doing the Jaguars year in right. and year out. All right, so what just happened is we were screaming so loud on the microphones, the computer read some crazy feedback. All I gotta say is one Pook is incredibly biased. He wouldn't even write Not the biased. word 
Titan on our show notes. Not he had to write it. this long abbreviation. It was wild. Um, you heard our, our real opinions and how we feel about the Titans. Pook, you can have your final words in here, and then we're going to move on to the next topic. No, they can make their own opinion. Uh, was it? I'm not, I, I don't like the Titans. It's clear. I think my opinion on Henry is, is valid, though. I think it's, it's very valid. I'm not saying that you know he's going to be like the worst player in the world. No, he's not going to be a Todd Gurley. But at the same time, I think there could be a downtick this year. I want your opinion on the Titans. Give me your final. You, they're underrated. Or so you're saying. Over under. I'm saying, wins. I'm saying they're underrated. You're saying. They're oh, I'm saying they're overrated. Okay. I want to say over under wins. Give me the over under wins, Titans, this year. Six and a half? I'll take the over. Okay. Okay, what are we betting? We're doing a bet? Yeah, we're doing a bet. Of course we are. Just another shot. We already have a shot. One bet. shot. I'll do, what do you want to do. I'll do eight and a half, and I'll take $100. I'm not betting you $100. I'll bet you eight 50 and bucks. Half. I'll bet you 50 bucks over six and a half. So seven no. wins. No. Eight and a half. No, so give me the real line for $50. I'm not betting you. I'm not betting you. Yeah. I'm not betting money give on, it, on, on give a show. It, give us a realistic line. I'll give you a realistic line. Six and a half. And we'll take the bet on it? No. Wait, I'll, bet you, I'll bet you $50 on the under. Oh, you're you going to bet on the under? At least yeah. 20. You'll so take I a, have to take the over? Yeah. At least 20. That's a little fucked up. At six and a half? Yeah, you take that bet? I said a really good line. I'm Vegas. I don't know. Okay, so which side do you want? <laughs> Get a real sip of whiskey. A little, little yeah. sip of beer. Yeah. Okay, so what's well, happening? Are you over or under? I don't know their schedule. If I saw their schedule, uh, I'd go to the You know the schedule. They, they play the Titans twice. It's, it's, it's a, it's they a play, or They play the Texans point. twice. They play Jags twice. They play Gold. That's twice. what hurts is they're playing That's the eight wins right twice. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's keep moving on. Obviously, Pook's too scared yeah. to bet. Oh, do, do, Ball don't lie. The guy only makes bets on live air. Bet off air too. You let me know. All right, so let's talk about. Uh, I got a, I got a handful of games this week. We're not talking about all of them, but we're talking about the ones that we think are important that listeners want to listen to. Skip which one? First one. Oh yeah, well yeah yeah. I mean, obviously, the Giants Washington football team game is happening right now. Uh, Saquon is just rushing one for it looks like fifty plus yards. Good for him. I love it. Uh, we're not going to talk about this Giants-Washington football team game because it's happening. If you bet on it, good for you. If you're a fan of the NFC beast, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, this oh. is the Eagles division. doesn't matter. Don't give me that sarcastic shit. <laughs> Over, under on Eagles. What is it? Yeah. Eight and a half. Eight and a half? Eight and a half. You're taking the... All right. That's, that's I'll take... over Vegas. It's what are you taking? Over, under? Mm. You're not taking under. I'm not betting under with you, bitch. I ain't no I'll take pussy. The, I'll take the under. Yeah. What are we putting? 50 bucks? 50 bucks. All right, so Pooks has a bet with Philly Philly right now. Eight and a half wins. So a nine-win season will get Philly Philly $50. Are we shaking on it, boys? That's what I heard. Oh, you heard those handshake. That was beautiful. I love it. All right, let's talk about this first game. Speaking of the Eagles, we got 49ers at Philly. The Vegas implied scoring total is 49, Eagles plus three. What are we thinking, Chell? Boys, I'm not going to be too biased. But uh, I'm going to say, this is going to be a run-heavy game. I can see the San Fran boys coming out, running the ball. Um, I'm a little skeptical about the Eagles' run defense. Uh, normally, I'm comfortable with them shooting their shit. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Hargraves, all the boys out there. Last week, we got a little fucking murdered by fucking Davis and Patterson. 
The boys ran all over us at least 100 yards from scrimmage. It's new for you guys, right? You guys never it's have a not, We're not used to it, so it does worry me it a little me. bit. It worried me. But that Eagles offense, Devontae Smith and Hurd's connection, and Booby and Gainwell are going to run all over these boys. I'm saying it right now. We will have at least 175 yards rushing from scrimmage from all the boys. That's a hot Jalen will be running. Gainwell will be running. Lane Johnson, biker gang, running. will be out there. We'll be running the ball too. Blocking <laughs> the hell out of boys. Uh, I'm not concerned with the San Fran D-line anymore. Uh, I'm excited for this game. Mm, with Hurts running, I think I think you might get 175. Hurts can get a little. Yeah, he's gonna sneak some. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, all gonna get, get their take. All right, so I want to talk about just a few boys here, uh, real quick. Pook, you spent high on Mitchell. What What are you thinking? Is he gonna get? Let's give us an over under. I'm setting the line at 65 yards. You going over or under? 65 yards. That's that's a good rushing line. I think uh, I think that's fair. I'm. Are you worried about Trey? I want to know about Trey. I, I'm if I'm a Mitchell owner, I'm really worried about Trey. All I've heard about Trey from you guys from the off season all year long. So I think I think Trey is gonna cut into the carries from Mitchell. Last week Mitchell got 19 carries for 104 and a TD against Detroit. You don't get to play Detroit every week, and the Eagles defense is certainly a step up over the over the Lions. I think. 65 is a pretty good line. I think I'm going to take the over, though. I'm, I'm going to take the I'm over. I'm taking the over, too. I'm taking the over on Mitchell. I think he's going to have a good game. Uh, I'd like to see him involved in the passing game. He wasn't involved at all last week. So I, I'd like to see a little bit of that. Only thing I'm worried about is Philly is known in the past for having a really good run defense. I could see the 49ers trying to, you know, potentially do a little downfield pass attack with Debo. I still think that they're going to run those running backs, though. I think I think the over is good for the 65 there. I like the over in that. Uh, I think Booby's going to eat. The Philly does have a good – sorry, the 49ers do have a good run-stopping defense, but but Booby's known for his patch-hashing prowls, and I think that's where he's going to eat. Uh, Philly, I heard you mention this earlier when we were talking. You said Debo had a fluke game. Do you think that's going to happen? Or is that? I mean, was that a fluke game? Like, I do think so. I do think so. He was. He's going to be shadowing or get shadowed by Darius Slade Jr. this week. He did have that crazy comeback catch for a seventy-yard touchdown. I, I will say respectfully, he it's had still 111 he had eight, yards. He had eight eight catches for a hundred yards before that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that one catch was kind of a fluker. He was playing the Lions last week, which I would say is probably the bottom three team in the whole NFL. Um, that's kind of a gimme game, whoever is playing them. So uh, I'm not sold on him. I think Brandon Ayuk will get some touches this week. I think they'll kind of <laughs> sh- share the ball a little bit, and I think it won't be such a uh, one-man show. So I know our cornerbacks are respectable. I know Darius Slay will be all over that man, giving him hands. And uh, Steven Nelson is is a respectable cornerback uh, too. So don't sleep on him. Watch out, both you boys. And I appreciate your insight as a, as a resident Eagles uh, reporter. Oh, Philly uh, name it. I'd like to see Goddard Jersey boys. this one. I think, I think uh, you know. Oh, Goddard season. Yeah, I think Goddard's going to have a good game. 
especially with Zach Ertz having a, a what was it, a hamstring injury in the last game. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Goddard. I don't know if it was a hamstring injury, but he was injured. He was injured. I think it was a hamstring. Uh, so I think Goddard's gonna have a good game. Uh, you think maybe those uh, Zachary targets get pushed to Goddard's way? I think that's great. You know, he had five targets last game, four catches, forty-two yards in TD. I think uh, I think it'll be a good game for him. Yeah. Bruce, I was gonna say. Uh, I mean, just like real quick. I mean, like wrapping this up. I think you're playing Hurts. You're playing Goddard. You're playing Kittle. Um, anyone else? Just all, all I'm saying is respectable to you, Pooks, but at the same time, uh, I'm not one to bet against Zach Ertz. Uh, recently, mm. we saw in reports uh, Jason Kelsey <laughs> tried to bet against Ertz, and he, he bet that Zach Ertz would get traded. The blonde and, hair uh, looks good. Uh, It didn't happen, and look at him now. He's, he's rocking the blonde hair. Frosted he tips. looks exactly like Zach Ertz. <laughs> uh, fucking look alike. And, and who's the bitch now? Philly, have you ever... I, I've never seen a biker gang with all blonde hair. <laughs> That's not the biker gang. Lane Johnson, mm. respectively, with his bald head, would never dye his hair. Mm-hmm. I would put money that Lane Johnson would never place a bet, and you'd never have blonde hair. I'd put money to see him dye his, his bald head. I'd put money to see you dye your hair blonde, Pook. How much? Respectfully, <laughs> it, that's a good bet for the for the, the Titans over under. Mm. Oh, there you oh, go. There you go. All right, let's move on to our next blonde game hair, here. brown beard. Let's move on to we our next game here. Beard. We got Raiders Steelers. Uh, Vegas implied forty seven points. Raiders plus six and a half. Pook, uh, let's hear about this game. Okay, so I think it'll be interesting to see this Raiders uh, Raiders pass attack against the Steelers defense. Uh, you know they had a they had quite a showing in this uh, in their last game here, but the Steelers defense is definitely a step up. I think Waller's obviously going to go ahead and get his 19 targets last week. I mean, gosh, if you're not putting him in your lineup, what do you think? But this is the Steelers. They have linebackers like that's they do have linebackers, but Waller is still an elite tight end. I'm not worried about his production at all. Uh, I think mm, I think. The Raiders' backfield will have some trouble in this one. I actually have Josh Jacobs in the league. league. I'm sitting him. Uh, he is kind of, kind of a little bit hobbled from the preseason. He played and did pretty well in the first preseason, but he's got a short week. I'm not playing him. I'm actually playing Elijah Mitchell over him this week. Uh, and then the only other question about this one, I think, is what Steeler wide receiver are you going to start this week? For me, it's going to be Chase Claypool. I think, you know, he's the big play guy. And if the Raiders can keep up the offense that they had last week, I think this could end up being a shootout. Uh, the Vegas line is 47 points with the Raiders at plus six and a f- plus 6.5, which implies that the Steelers should be getting 21. The Raiders should get 20. Oh, that's not right. Steelers should get mm, 27 points. Raiders should get 20 Did Didn't you major in math? What? Yeah, one, once, once or Just twice. Minus the, the score. Yeah, so the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers. Twenty-one, Steelers should get twenty-seven um, points. It's, Raiders it's, twenty. This is going to be an interesting game. I'm excited to see this game. I'm actually excited to see Najee Harris. Najee Harris was the only guy last year or last week to have a hundred percent of the snaps on the offense. He's going to get his touches. He's going to get his carries. I think uh, eventually. Uh, ben Roethlisberger will go back to his old ways, the Le'Veon ways of checking down, kind of finding his boys, letting them do their thing. Um, I think they they played a, a rough team last week, and they will they will find their way this week. I don't know what it is for me. Like this entire offseason, the hype 
killed me. Like, it hurts me in the, in the inside out for some reason. Deontay Johnson, I cannot understand the hype around this guy. He fucking sucks. You're asleep. No, he most fucking targets, sucks. Most targets. Most targets, targets last week. Ten targets. He can't catch the damn ball. He can't catch the damn football. Same amount of catches uh, percentiles as Juju. Five for ten, Juju, Juju four also for eight. Sucks. This receiving court, it's so hyped up. I like Claypool. He's very he's a big fucking guy, but Deontay Johnson, he isn't good. Juju is a prima donna who's obsessed with TikTok. I just like this <laughs> offensive receiving core is something that like I know they get hyped. It just it So Claypool's the guy? Claypool's the guy for me, and I think he's the most talented. I mean, we're not even talking about Washington, really. Mm-hmm. I think there is just more talent out there. Like, Deontay is, for me, like, the hype kills me because I... mean, Raiders, I, not Washington. Sorry, the Steelers. No, we are talking about the Steelers. You're talking about the Raiders. I'm talking about the Steelers. Okay, go ahead. Who was playing the Raiders this week. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Right. Deontay Johnson, for me, mm-hmm. he sucks. Okay. And it's as simple as that. He can't catch the ball. Pook, I've seen you catch more passes in a game. Oh, absolutely. There was one guy that caught a touchdown last week, and that was Deontay Johnson with a snag in the corner of the end zone. Yes, Big Ben tries to find him on the underneath routes and the easy routes, so he gets hella targets. But some of those routes are kind of check down routes, and they're, he's kind of second, third, fourth read. He's kind of checking down to the boy, and some of those throws are just terrible. You can't always look at the numbers and can't always project it. But Deontay Johnson, week in, week out, for the the latter half of last season and this season, he's been the man. Receptions and yards. I would say full PPR, Deontay Johnson may have a slight edge over Claypool. But if you're going half PPR or standard, go with Claypool. Fair enough. I like Claypool. Some of the boys like Deontay. I'm not playing Juju. Let's go on to the next game. Uh, we got Saints-Panthers. I see in the show notes here we've got Kamara versus CMC. So I like the question. I think it's cute. I think you're cute if you think it's Kamara. Uh, the answer is CMC. It's it's really not much of a question. This guy got, what, 30 points last week with no touchdown? Do we think Aaron Jones is a good running yeah, back? We got Hold it. on. No, no, we're talking yeah. about the Saints. The no, I'm someone's someone's still a, a little back. salty about the Saints attacks uh, no, in their seen, team last week. I've seen Kamara. And I've you're going to say it's disrespectful. To say Kamara is going to have a better week than CMC. I Kamara. Do. We're talking about a guy. The man. In the the la- myth. In his, the legend. CMC in his last, I think it's his last 20 games is averaging 26 points. Or, it's, I mean, that might be a little bit off, but it's, it's very close to his, what's actually happening in fantasy. CMC is the ultimate cheat code. You're talking about a guy who is the focal point and every point of both the rushing and passing game. This guy is everything to this team. I mean, I like the question. I think it's fair. The Panthers have a way worse defense, so I could see how it could be reasonable. But if I was a betting man, I would put fifty dollars on CMC. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna counter that and say I think last week was a fluke in itself. The fact that Jameis Winston had five touchdowns off hundred and fifty yards would will never happen. It just so happened that the Packers were selling out so much for the run that they left everyone one-on-one in the backfield. I think Kamara is due. If you want to talk about any team that there's one person that is the whole team, I think that's the Saints. 
besides McCaffrey, they have DJ Moore. They have Robbie Anderson. They've got a, a legit, a respectable quarterback. We're talking about Jameis Winston that just came back with no name wide receivers, no Michael Thomas. Kamar is the offense. I, I want to end this. I, I, this is a, it's a fun conversation. Let me just add one thing. The question is volume versus efficiency. Kamara is an extremely efficient back, but we know that CMC is going to get more volume. So I think, uh, I think against a tough matchup, I want to take Kamara on this one. So, I, I, listen, I like the question. I think it's fun. Like, we can sit here. If someone wants to make a bet, I'm happy to make a bet. If you have Kamara, CMC, the real answer is you're playing them, right? You're playing Obviously. Kamara and CMC. They're both elite, elite players. Um, I would like to talk about some more players here. All right, so what about uh, what about these Panthers path catch- pass catchers? Yeah, so the Panthers path catchers here. So, DJ Moore, he's, he's – he, I mean, he's really playable. He, oh, let me just pull it. Six for eight and 80 yards. Thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, DJ Moore, he, he's very good. He's clearly a focal point. Um, if I have Robbie Anderson, you still have time. I'm selling high. I'm talking about a guy who got three targets. He got one deep one. You could sell high on Robbie. Our resident uh, guy over here at Pook, he, he, he sold Robbie, right? I did sell high on Robbie this week, and I am thrilled with my decision. And here's why. All those little underneath targets that Robbie had last year, CMC is just gobbling those up. He's taking all those underneath targets that Robbie used to get. So we're talking about the big playmaker, the one who's actually going to get you know the the higher percentage, higher point fantasy touches, and going to get more volume. It's going to be DJ Moore. I think Robbie will be the deep threat, like we saw one for three for fifty-seven and a touchdown. You're not going to do that every week. DJ Moore has a higher floor, and I think he has the same ceiling as Robbie. And uh, just to like just go really quickly over who you're playing in, in fantasy, I think it's pretty obvious with these two teams. For the Saints, you're playing Kamara. For the Panthers, you're playing CMC. For the Saints, I think you could definitely play uh, Winston. He, he's a, he's a lock in this week for me. Uh, on the Panther side, it's really DJ Moore. I already said CMC. You could play Robbie if you're in a pinch. I'm trying to sell high. A guy to look out for for me is Terrence Marshall Jr. I'm talking about a guy who had six targets last week. I know he didn't have a lot of yards, but I, I would expect those to keep going up every week. As he uh, gets more used to the system. For the Saints, I'm still questionable on who the guy is. They don't seem to have a focal point receiving-wise. Callaway, hold on to him. Don't let go of him just yet. If you have Michael Thomas, I mean, you're sitting on him, obviously, because he's going to come back and be the focal point. I'm going to move on to the next game here. Um, We're going to talk about the Vikings and the Cardinals. Philly, Philly. I was telling you guys about this Cardinals. I would be a little worried this week. I can see a Dalv show coming on. Dow was a little uh, locked up in the cage last week. I think they're going to let him loose a little bit. I think they're going to run all over this Cardinals defense and not even worry about Chandler Jones and these six sacks that Pook's been talking about this whole episode. Um, I think it's going to be a run-heavy game by the Vikings offense. As always. Third down, mm-hmm. when worst comes to worst, Justin Jefferson and Thielen are going to be out there ready. And I'm not too concerned. I That's Cardinals offense are nice. Cardinals offense is dangerous. Edmonds, I think Edmonds out of the backfield is a dangerous play. But I'm interested, and I'm taking the Vikings in this game. Yeah, as a Dalvin Cook owner, I hope you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is going to be a high fantasy scoring game. I, I really think so. I mean, we're talking about Dalvin Cook. We're talking about Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson, you're playing Kyler Murray, you're playing DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, 
Can you play Christian Kirk? Je uh, Philly Philly, I know, you, I know you like Christian Kirk. Can you play Christian Kirk in this game? Yeah, I think you can definitely play him as a flyer, as a possible flex, op flex option, depending on the league. Maybe double flex if you're playing a two-flex league. Uh, I think he's a flyer. I know this combo. I know Kyler likes Kirk. It's a great compliment when D-Hop is getting double-teamed and triple-teamed. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it is not a bad play. It is definitely a flyer. So uh, risk it as you as you can for sure so and if he's available i mean pick him up if you're uncertain about playing him i think you could you pick up kirk uh hold him if you're not certain I'm, i would play him i could sit on him you're talking about a guy five for five 70 yards and two tds i mean ooh, the terry mcclellan touchdown we like that uh anyway five for five 70 yards and two tds i mean talk about efficiency and this Cardinals offense is they're red hot i mean rondell moore four for five and 68 yards um, we saw a little bit of AJ Green in there. I like it. I think the big question for everyone is this: is this Cardinals backfield? And you're talking about Edmonds versus Connor. I think all of us here. I can speak for all of us. We all like Edmonds. We we're not we're not against Connor, but our for us the guy the guy is Edmonds, right? Full PPR, full PPR, full respectively. PPR, I, I, Connor, uh, uh, Connor, respectively, with non PPR. Depending on where you drafted him, you're probably playing him at a flex versus an RV2. I would consider James mm -hmm. Conner as a flex option mm -hmm. in a non-PPR league because he, no had, he had zero reception, zero targets last week. He did have 16 carries. He's going to get the goal line carries. He's going to be TD dependent, but you never know. With this high-powered offense, he could get a couple TDs one week. Yeah, and uh, I think importantly, I mean, if you're, even if you're if you're in half PPR, which most people are, or full PPR, Edmonds, he's the guy. I mean, you're talking about four for four for forty three yards. I mean, this guy, he's gonna eat every single week catching the ball. Connor's gonna get in there. He's probably gonna goal line work. They're gonna basically be fifty fifty on yardage. So you're looking at the who's got more reception upside, and that and that's Edmonds. Um, let's move on to the next game here. So we got we got Cowboys at Chargers, fifty five and a half. Uh, implied points, Cowboys plus three point three and a half. Pooks. We got us a high score here. We got a barn burner. I think we are gonna have a good game here. We saw the Cowboys air it out last week, so I think you're obviously gonna start all of your receivers on the Cowboys. Love to see a little CD. We love to see a little Amari. We're gonna see a lot of those guys. I think the real question on the Cowboys side is. Is Zeke going to have a bounce back? And I hope he is. I, I'm a Zeke owner in a league or two. I think that he's going to do a little bit more this week. You know, it's not every week that you play the Tampa Bay, you know, most tough, most difficult against the run uh, defensive front. Uh, the Chargers are slightly more porous. You know, I still think that Zeke will have mm, a better game. He only got 11, temp 11 attempts for 33 yards, two receptions. Dak uh, did throw it 58 times last week. I know they were playing the Bucks, and for most of the game they were down. But it should be concerning that Dak is throwing the ball so much. That was a career high on attempts for Dak. So the fact that they are throwing the ball so much, they have the three wide receiver core weapon. I know Gallup's out for a couple weeks, but they have the weapons. I would be concerned about this offense turning into a – pass heavy offense and kind of disregarding the run game 
I don't know about you guys. I mean, this defense fucking blows. I mean, they got Micah Parsons and no one else. This defense is fucking terrible. For me, the Chargers are one of the highest-scoring offenses to be worried about in the league. I think we have, a, as Pook said, a fucking a barn burner. Um, and uh, I think we're going to see a high-scoring game. I think the Cowboys, if they want to play, they're going to have to score a lot of points. The Chargers have a good defense. I think if it's, I think you can hit the over on this fifty five and a half. To be honest, I mean, like I love this game. I think if you want to talk about a game that's going to be exciting this week, this is the one because the Cowboys have a terrible defense. The Chargers are just mediocre enough, mediocre enough on defense to make it exciting. And both these offenses, oh, they're exciting. Dak, Herbert, CD, Amari, Keenan, Mike Williams. You're talking about Austin Eckler. You're talking about Zeke. Both these teams have irrelevant tight ends. Either way, this is an exciting game for me. I mean, I am excited for this game. I think if you got players on either of these teams, you're playing them. I mean, I'm playing Jared Cook this week. I mean, I, I picked him up. I like him. I think this defense is terrible on the Cowboys' side. And I think I think if you have players and you're questioning them and you're looking at this game, this is going to be a high-scoring game. We saw what happened with the Cowboys. They were able to score on the Bucks last week. You Imagine what they can do to the Chargers. Imagine, and then imagine what the Chargers can do to the Cowboys. Yeah. Just out of respect, from here on out, we're going to call them the Cowgirls. That defense, especially when you're referring to the defense, those especially are the Cowgirls out there. This is going to be an Eckler week. I'm feeling it. Eckler is going to eat this week. Keenan Allen is going to come back and have 11 receptions for 130 yards. He's not and coming back. one, maybe two seed. It's two. not coming back. He, it's he, not he coming not, back. No, he, he, yeah, he, got his, he got he his eights. He got his reps. He so, did not land in the end zone because they kicked so many damn field goals against the Washington Redskins. So I don't know how you don't start Mike Williams this week. And what we've already described as a barn burner, last week Mike Williams, 12 targets. 12 targets, 8 receptions, 82 yards, and a It's touchdown. him and Keenan. It's, that's it. It's Absolutely. him, Keenan, and Jared Cook. Two-man show. I think Mike Williams is going to have a phenomenal game against the poorest cowgirls, Philly Philly, that's secondary, and uh, fire up those those uh, Chargers pass catchers. And fire up those fire up those Cowboys pass, pass catchers because of Amari, he's the receiver one, and CD's the receiver two, and they're both fire expect an upturn in uh touches for zeke too yeah all right let's go on to this next game here i don't uh, pay too much respect to the cowgirls we've seen a flu <laughs> game just fantasy wise we're not respecting them it's fantasy points only let's hold the bias back just for the boys just for just for the fans because these guys they want fantasy they don't care about the game they don't they just want the points and i'm gonna move on to the titans at seattle vegas implied 55 points we got the seahawks up uh, what is that? Minus six, I believe. Is that is that correct? Uh, All right. If that is, I'm taking it. Either way, I mean, this Titans team, like I talked about earlier, I mean, this is a team that I think is underrated. We, we They got blown out. They just got absolutely destroyed last week. Um, I mean, Tannehill underperformed. We're talking interception, two fumbles. AJ did nothing. I mean, he got eight targets. He got a touchdown. Julio... Three for six and 29 yards. Julio also pissed off the coach, which is kind of worrisome, but he's still Julio Jones. You traded for him. You paid him. He's still going to be fine. Henry had 17 attempts. It was only 58 yards, but, I mean, this guy, is he's still going to eat. I would love to pile on these Titans, but, you know, I'm an unbiased commentator, so I'm going to talk about the Seattle side of the ball here. Uh, you know, I think 
Seattle. You gotta fire up these pass catchers. They are gonna have a great day. We saw Lockett burning last week. We saw DK. I don't know how the Titans can hold on to these people. They're a team that like to run the ball and play a little defense. And if they can't run the ball, they are gonna be on their heels. So DK, Lockett, those are gonna be the guys that you wanna play. Chris Carson always gets his his in. He's gonna be, you know, a, uh, a workhorse back. Fire up all your Seattle guys that you have. DK Lockett Carson. Wait, do you see, do you see that right? Sixteen attempts for ninety-one yards. That's over five and a half yards per carry for for Chris Carson. Do you think they're not looking at those boys and seeing it's time to feast? It's time to eat. Chris Carson and Derrick Henry. They're getting revved up, and they're going to eat this week. I think it's going to be the opposite of what the boys think. I think it's going to be a run-heavy game. This is going to be a slow-paced game. Chris Carson and Derrick Henry are both going to have over 100 yards, and it's just going to be a fucking nail-biter, and those boys are going to pound the ball. If, oh. if, a, if an offensive powerhouse of game is a barn, bur- bur- barn burner, what is the run-heavy offensive game? Is that a... Is that a, is that a it's a, it's a, you know, a, it's a control the clock game. But, you know, Vegas <laughs> DraftKings has a line at 54 points. That's not a low-scoring game. So you're I'm taking the under. hammering that under. I, I'm hammering, I am I'm hammering, hammering the under. under. I actually, as much as Philly Philly says, I, I, I didn't say this. I actually think this is a run-heavy game. The Seattle team. The Seattle oh, are you Seahawks, gonna go back on your word? I never said there was a, a pass-heavy game. The Seattle Seahawks don't have a good defense. You said I, a barn burn. No, no, no. That was a different game. Let's be real. I said... What I'm saying, more importantly than what I said, is that I'm I saying think more importantly than what you said. More, what I'm saying now at this moment is more important than what I said mm. in anyone's minds. This is a run-heavy game. We've got Derrick Henry. We've got Chris Carson's best hands on the team. Mm. I think we've got some runs and we've got some pass-catching backs in Chris Carson, not Derrick Henry. And uh, if I'm playing, if I get either of those boys, one, don't be scared of Henry. If you sold, do not. Please, 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 for the sake of yourself and your league, do not sell low on Derrick Henry. Wait till the winner comes. This boy is going to feast. Chris Carson, give him three more weeks and you can sell him before he gets injured. But these guys are going to eat. Uh, fantasy-wise, for Carson, uh, Rashad Penny is he's still injured. I mean, you can, you can look at um, Alex Collins maybe in the backup, but... This is going to be a run-heavy game. Passing-wise, I mean, there's some great receivers here. I would be playing all these boys if I had them. I'm playing AJ. I'm playing Julio. I'm playing DK. I am playing Lockett. And if I am in Seattle and I'm in a crunch, I'm probably playing Everett. You have to where you drafted them, Julio and AJ, respectively. You have to, you have to play them where you drafted them. But at the same time, I'm with Buck. I'm holding tight to Derek. I'm holding tight to AJ. Julio, I'm a little skeptical about. But AJ and Derek, I am holding tight no matter what the offers are. Understand where you drafted them at, where where you expect them to be, and don't don't give up. We saw what Kyler Murray did to the secondary last week. Expect more out of Russ Wilson. I like it. I like it. Let's go to the last game we're going to talk about here. We've got Bills at Dolphins. This is a uh, overrated team, according to Pook, so I'll let him lead it off. Okay. So, I think the Dolphins could have a good game, especially with Will Fuller coming back here. You know, 
I think it'll be interesting. The Dolphins do have a pretty good defense. I think the Bills do as well. Implied point total here, 47.5 points. So it's not a barn burner, but it, you know there's, there's expected to be some scoring on both sides here. You're going to fire up your guys here. I think it's a pretty standard game. Uh, if I'm playing people, I'm playing Dolphins pass catchers. I'm playing Miles Gaskin because Miles Gaskin, I think he's going to eat a little bit in the PPR game. Yeah, you I'm just stuck. fucking, you just traded. I just traded. I just traded. Tra- Obviously, tra- 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 you're eyeing on him. Uh, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to have a step forward in this one, and you're going to play your Bills pass catchers. I'm not playing uh, guys from the Bills backfield if I can help it. I don't. I don't. I don't know if either of you guys are as concerned as I am about Tua, but I have not seen. I think he looked better in college. If what I've seen is right, that hip. That hip's an issue. Yeah, I think uh, Dolphins fans are just a little delusional because they've been waiting so long to be good, and they finally have a glimpse of hope. But I think this glimpse of hope is is, is going to just be blown out. I think Tua is not the guy, and I think this season's kind of going to be a brutal awakening for them. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. And on top of that, the the poor Miami Dolphins had to watch last season after six or seven grueling years of Ryan Tannehill, they had to ship him off to the uh, Tennessee Titans and watch him tear it up last year, look like a pure passer, like something they've never seen in Miami. So I think that's uh, kind of adding a little salt in the wound. So I think it's interesting. I know you know about it. I think, I think, it's, I think it's interesting. We just saw this Dolphins team. It was a slugfest, but we just saw them beat a very good Patriots offense. And Tua has a lot of talent around him. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker's not going anywhere. He looked good. And now we have Will Fuller coming back. I think we can see a lot out of Tua. I think Gaskin's an all-purpose back. I don't know. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good game for the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins will probably supply, surprise people this season. Even Even at plus three, you think they have a shot? I think so. I just want to wrap this up just real quick. I'm I not going to take any more of your money, the, respectively. The, the biggest I would plus I would three is not a big line. That's, that's are you guys going to bet the plus three? No, no. bills are going to okay, hammer. Let, let, them. let me just wrap this up real quick. Then I think the biggest fantasy impact. I mean, in this game for me, I mean, we all know the Bills, we all know the Dolphins. I think there's the biggest questions at least is one: Will Fuller's impact. Uh, head coach um, today said that he wasn't sure what Will Fuller was going to do for the team. For me. It doesn't mean much. I still think this team has a lot of weapons at receiver, and Tua kind of sucks. I don't know if you guys, if you guys have another opinion, let's talk about it. If not, I want, I got one other thing I want to say about this game. I no, said, I'm no. not too concerned about this game. Okay. Dolphins, Dolphins have to show me something. The only other thing I want to talk about this game, it's been talked about many, many times, is this backfield, which is Singletary versus Moss, and an inactive scratch from Moss, and Singletary performing above moderate to me, kind of single uh, signals a change in the backfield. For me, as a Singletary owner, I'm a little biased because I think it kind of signals he's going to be the guy. Does it actually matter? Yes or no? Just real quick. Oh, if he's a workhorse, if there's not a a, a second guy, excuse me, a second guy there, <laughs> then a hundred percent he in the high powered offense that the Bills are, he is a hundred percent a play RB two, maybe a high end flex option. But the amount of points that the Buffalo Bills are going to score, if he's the only guy, then Hundred percent, he's a play. If he's getting the majority of the workload, it's not going to be a split backfield or even a sixty forty backfield. I agree with Philly Philly. All right, so I think we all agree. If Singletary can take over, we like him. If if he can't, which is, seems to be the case, questionable. I'm holding him if I have him on my roster. 
I want to get to one last topic before uh, we get to our well, we get to our topics here, but one last topic before we get to the last topic, and this one is players we love from the games that we didn't talk about. Um, Pook, you lead us off here. Yeah. So the first guy I'm going to start with here is Kareem Hunt against the Texans. We saw him have a good week last week, uh, and that was against a pretty good defense. Now they get to play the Texans, who I know they uh, they made our ja- my Jags not look so good. And that hurts me deep. But at the same time, this Browns rushing game is a lot different. And I think this should be a blowout. I think we're going to see a lot more run for the Browns than we even saw last week. So I think Kareem Hunt, you got to fire him up and you're going to see a lot. He's still got six rushes and three targets in a shootout. you got to think that's going to go up. I, I like it. I like the Kareem Hunt play. I mean, you're talking about arguably the safest handcuff in the league because he's playable and he's the best handcuff. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine if Chubb went down and Kareem was the workhorse. We'd sell last year. We saw last year. That would be a top three pick. Oh, it's not even a question. Kareem Hunt is phenomenal. Pook, let me hear your second boy. Okay, so the second guy I have here is going to be David Montgomery against the Bengals. He had a solid, not a solid. He had a great game against a stout Rams rush defense last week. Now he gets to play the Bengals. You know, the Bengals had a pretty good game against the uh, the Vikings last week. They kept Dalvin Cook in check, but I think that it's going to be a different tune this week. I think the, the Vikings weren't necessarily ready for what the Bengals were bringing. They'd kind of been talked down all offseason. I think David Montgomery is going to do at least what he did last week, if not better. I like that's, it. That's a hot take. I think last week was a high week for Montgomery. So the fact that you're you're taking the over on that... Respect I mean, to you, but uh, it's numbers the, it's, don't lie. It is the Bears, and like, as a Packer fan, I'm biased. But as a football fan, we all know they fucking. Oh, suck, right? as a Packer fan, but as a football fan, I think it's different than your fandom as a Jags fan, which oh. started a couple years ago, and the Titans, and me as a Packer fan, and the Bears, because the Bears do suck. I mean, that's the the real difference because they do suck. The Titans don't suck. This coming from the most capricious guy I know. This guy right here. Spell capricious for us? C-A-P-R-I-S-I-O-U-S. Got him. Not only that. Not only that. He looked me dead in the eyes as you spelled that. This guy cannot make his mind up about Aaron Rodgers. He wants to talk about my fandom. This guy takes his Rodgers jersey. He doesn't know if he's going to burn it this week or frame it next week. He doesn't know whether he's trying to get traded in the offseason or if he's going to be the GOAT this year. He can't make his mind up. All that being said... I have Dave Montgomery on three leagues, and I like him. So take, I'm that, saying, take uh, that for what it is. I'm saying sell high, especially if he gets another 100-yard game. You better get rid of that boy early because gonna, you're going to regret it. I'm going to move on to the, our next player here, and it's not one player. It's multiple players. It's the entire Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, hopefully Robert Tunyon can't get much worse than last week you can't <laughs> as as pook always says there's no one as low as they are right now i think that's your saying right is that oh his value will never lower his value those guys value will never lower and we said it last week by by low because these boys are going to eat they're playing the lions this is a divisional game you got a fired up offense you have fired up rogers monday I mean, night football in the spotlight monday night football a little Peyton on Peyton action. Peyton or on, Peyton on Peyton. Eli. I'm just saying, if you have a Packers player, you're playing them, do not question it. Don't even second guess it. These guys are going to fucking eat. Uh, I think 
Is there anything else that needs to be said? Is I mean, that's enough, right? I'll go to the next topic. It's going to be the Broncos for me. Um, they're they're playing the Jags, and their backfield is going to eat. Whether it's Gordon, whether it's Devonta, Javante, 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 Melvin Gordon, they're going to eat. This this Jags defense is terrible. If you have boys in the Broncos, I think you could play them. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my Daniel Jones just 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 rushed one. Yards. 70 yards? Oh, there's a flag. 60? There's a flag. There's a flag. It's coming back. Did he trip? 60 yards. No tripping this time. All right, so if, if I've got this anyone on the Broncos, I'm, I'm this specifically, I mean I wrote down Broncos backfield, but to be honest, I think if you have anyone on the Broncos, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams, you're playing them, and they're going to eat. Ultimate sell high on Melvin Gordon if he eats this week. I've, I, I've never seen more bias picks than I ever seen him right All there. Right, let's see your picks. a Jag hater, and then you're gonna pick the whole sh- the whole Packers offense. So uh, obviously one's gonna fucking hit. Right, let me hear. But it. we're gonna go on to my boys. Let's hear your boys. The boys, the real sleepers. I know the boys are off the train. They're ready to get rid of Russell Gage. <laughs> Fuck Russell but Gage. But they're asleep. Russell, Gra- Russell Gage made me and Pook look like morons. They're we asleep. hyped this guy up for like 15 minutes. They obviously haven't watched football last year, and definitely not the Falcons when Julio is out. I'm not Russell that. Gage was the guy when Julio is out. It's only a matter of time where teams start doubling and tripling Calvin Ridley, and Ray- Gage will have his time to feast. They're they're playing they're playing a Bucks team this week that will be a shootout. They'll be down probably ninety nine percent of the time of the game, besides probably the the first drive field goal that they might capture. But besides that, they're gonna be down. Russell Gage is gonna be a flyer, and he is gonna be the guy this week. Do we like the the revenge game? I don't know how I got labeled a Russell Gage hater. I never said drop this guy. I think in a shootout you should absolutely play him. I think he's definitely at least a flex. Either way, like if you have him on your team, sit him on the bench and see what's going on if you're not going to play him. Don't drop that guy. Do we like the revenge Super Bowl game? That was my question. Oh. I, don't know. I, lo- I love it. I think I think Matt Ryan, he's a, he's a yardage monster. I think he gets back on track. I'm not worried about it. But him. is the game, the Super Bowl game, in his mind? Like Is that going to fuck him up? Because for me... The Brady on on Matt Ryan mindset. It's, it's QB gotta, on QB. And There's no one else out there. It's mano y mano to them. And in their mindset, you might be right. It might be in Matt Ryan's head. If I'm on Matt Ryan, I'm on the wrong side of the greatest comeback of all time. In football, at least. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's not even like over-exaggerating. And you know he remembers that game. Oh, it was like three years ago. <laughs> we all remember it. I mean, come on. Oh, you know he <laughs> remembers it. <laughs> Was four or five? When was it? Probably six years ago. No, it was like three or four years ago, but it doesn't matter. The, that the, that, the could, be, that matter. could be 25 years ago. Matt Ryan would remember that, <laughs> that thing. That's not the a day game he will dies. ever, ever forget. And uh, I would like to go on to your next pick, Philly Billy. We got one more pick. What are we doing? Sleevers for the years? Yeah. Players we love this week. Players we love this week. I am taking, I, I, t- I spoke about it a little bit earlier. Najee Harris. Najee Harris is the definition of a workhorse back. He's all they got. One guy. And they're going to feed this man the ball 
Um, we remember the Le'Veon days where the check down was the number one option. That was the first thing they looked at. And I think they need to, we saw it a little bit in the preseason. This boy Najee Harris can catch out of the backfield. He is no sleeper to catching the ball at the backfield and, and uh, working upfield. So we'll see. But I think based off what we saw last year, the touches, or last week, the touches, the, the amount of time he was on the field, it's only a matter of time before this guy uh, starts feasting. And, and we saw what the Ravens did to him. I mean, we, we saw Latavius pop, we saw Tyson pop, and we saw Lamar pop. I like the Najee pick. We've got one final segment, boys. I'm hype. I think it's one of my favorite segments we've done so far. It's just a draft style, and we pick a topic. This week, we're going to do MVP candidates. So it's MVP at the end of the year. We're going to write it down. And what is, what's the, uh, the winner get? What's the losers do? Is it a winner get or a loser, go, a loser do type of bet? No, it's got to be a winner get. No, can't have there's no. There's going to be two losers no matter what. Yes. Typically, there's probably going to be three losers if none of us guess the right one. Right. So I, uh, but so what was it? Make it a little risky. Is it risky? Like the winner gets ten dollars, fifteen bucks. Are we saying like drinks? Are we going to say like the losers do like a mile, like go run a mile or something? Or like run a mile. Think, That's a punishment. Of course it is. I, I'd I'd say a, a nice meal at yeah, Jerry's. A nice meal. Complimentary complimentary meal on on the house. So my, my thought is we're gonna do a bunch of these. So if two we rounds. do a nice meal, we'll do two yeah. rounds. But if we do a nice meal, there's gonna be a lot of free meals passed around. For that's me. okay. And we would we just do we just net the meals out? We, no, no, we we go out to dinner a bunch of times, and we we. Well, we I don't, I don't like you guys though, so I don't want to do that many dinners. Well, I know you have, a, I know you have lose. a girlfriend, and that's all you can fucking spend your time with. But sometimes you you find time for your boys, and you go out for some drinks. Uh, Leah, if you do me a favor and cut out uh, at nineteen eighty. Just don't listen to what y'all just said, because yeah, I love it. It's great, because okay. it, it, it already came out if she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like it. We're going to do dinner on the losers for every one of these picks. Basically, no, just the just, if anyone guesses the MVP Yeah, correctly. the losers do it. The right. losers buy. I, I like it. And like we did uh, two weeks ago, so it's a new segment. We're going to try to keep it going throughout the entire season. Um, it's a draft style, so we for this we we get to pick two. So we're picking the MVP at the end of the year. Uh, we're gonna do a draft style. I'm gonna roll a dice, and that'll decide the order. Um, and all right, here we go. I'm gonna roll the dice. Ladies first. Ladies first. I got a all one. All right. It's like you're not first. Perfect. So a one equals a six in this in this instance. Just in, just perfect. So gets a three. Looks oh. like I'm picking first. Oh, number two. Poop oh, roll up. Roll oh, up. We'll take so, one pick. So Buck and Poop both got ones. So we're rolling off to see this to roll second to Philly Phillies. We'll take the number one pick. With a three. With a three. And if he picks Patrick Mahomes, he's a pussy. <laughs> three, girl. You going to be last time. Can you get it this time? Oh, oh All right, so so Philly Philly's going first with his three, Pook with a, a second round four, and me with a second round three. Just uh, mark it down. We yeah, already yeah, know the yeah, pick. Yeah. So, so Patty Patty. Philly Philly is going with Patrick Mahomes. Can you spell it for me? Uh, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote right. it down. I'm putting it down for Philly. Pook, let me hear your pick at pick 102. I'll leave for my pick, sleepers. I'm going to take Kyler Murray. Ooh. So Philly, we got two. We have Kyler Murray. 
for Pook. And oh, it, here comes a Jalen. Give me a little Jalen. A little Jalen. You love a little Jalen. At 303, or 103, we're picking Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's going to come back after that shit first week? Back-to-back You won't MVPs. go Jalen. You won't go Jalen back-to-back. Back oh, I get the reverse. I forgot. So it's, yeah. a, it's a snake draft. Is anyone going to pick someone who's not a quarterback is the real question. Uh, my guess is probably no. Um, I'm going to pick Dak. Oh. Fucking bandwagon bitch. All right. Pook, let me hear what you got. I'm going to take the goat, Tom Brady. I knew it was going to That was a waste. Um, all right, Tom Brady. Let me hear what you got, Philly Philly. Oh, I want to be a homer. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the Jalen love. Let's go, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. But just for Buck, I'm going to do the Jalen. I think week one was overrated. Give me some Joshy. The two best quarterbacks last year. Easily. All right, boys. So that was. Uh, I mean, we're getting into week two, and I think this is fun. We love it. We love talking about fantasy. If you have any questions, any comments, we'd love the feedback. I know we're just starting off. We're, I don't even know if this is our name. Um, you can reach me, Buck, at the Fantasy Football Experts on Instagram. You can reach me at the Fantasy Football Experts on TikTok. You can reach all of us at the Fantasy Joes on Instagram. Our DMs are open. I, I really would love some feedback. Anything you all can say would is much appreciated. And let's fucking go, boys. Go grab a beer. Ha- enjoy the rest of Thursday Night Football. If you listen to this after Thursday, enjoy Sunday. And Week two, baby. Week two, baby. Here we are. Football is back. Corona is over. And Pook's going to play some guitar. And a couple more bets for Pooks. Here you go, Pook. Play soft.